Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sirah, and much more. Alhamdulillah, nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'gfiruhu wa nu'minu bihi wa natawakkalu alayhi wa na'udhu billahi min shuroori anfusina wa min sayyati a'malina man yahdi allahu falamudillalah wa man yudlilhu falahadiyalah wa nashhadu an la ilaha illallahu wahdahu la sharika lah wa nashhadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluh amma ba'd qala Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala fi kitabih al-majid ba'd a'udhu billahi min ash-shaytan al-rajim يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون وقال الله سبحانه وتعالى في مكان ثاني يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما صدق الله العظيم ان شاء الله ان today's khutbah I will talk about a uh, couple of examples from the seerah of Muhammad sallallahu and uh, the Sahaba. Starting with the reference to the Surah Al-Ahzab, where Allah Azza wa Jal says, لَقَدْ كَانَ لَكُمْ فِي رَسُولُ اللَّهِ أُسْوَةٌ حَسَنَةٌ لِمَنْ كَانَ يَرْجُوا اللَّهَ وَالْيَوْمَ الْآخِرَةِ وَذَكَرَ اللَّهَ كَثِيرًا Sadaq Allah al in this Allah Azza wa Jal says, indeed, in the Messenger of Allah you have a great example to follow for him who hopes for Allah in the last day and remembers Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala much. Now here Allah Azza wa very clearly defines us the way to follow which is the Muhammad, the way of Muhammad and it is an obligation for us to follow the path of Rasulullah the example I would like to start with is the example of Rasulullah one of the incidents that happened in his life when Rasulullah was migrating from Mecca to Medina. It's important to keep in mind the situation that Rasulullah was migrating. Number one thing to remember, he was not trying to escape the Meccans even though they, were, they put the bounty on the head of Rasulullah the reason he was migrating from Mecca to Medina was because of fulfilling the command of Allah Azza wa Jal. He was commanded by Allah Subhanahu wa Taala to migrate, and Medina was prepared for Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam to be ready to be accepting Rasulullah Sallallahu as the ruler over there. As we can see in the Sirah, when Rasulullah migrated there, Sahaba from Medina they were waiting for Rasulullah Sallallahu outside to take him. Even though, as a matter of fact, they had the armors on. Because they gave the bayah to Rasulullah prior to that, that they will defend Rasulullah and allow him to, or give the authority to rule over them by the commands of Allah. Now, while he was on the, on the path to migration, when Abu Bakr Siddiq and one of the guides in Amir Fuhira, now, while he was with Abu Bakr and he was continuously guarding Rasulullah. Uh, as one of the reports talk about that, sometimes he would walk in front of Rasulullah, other times he would walk behind Rasulullah. 
And Rasulullah asked him, uh, why was he doing that? And Abu Bakr's response was, when he feels like the enemy may attack from the front, he would go in the front. And when he feels like it will be from the back, he will go in the back. So defend Rasulullah And while all this was going on, and there was a hundred red camel bounty was placed on the head of Rasulullah uh, and the kuffar of the Makkah, they were looking for in all directions to find Rasulullah And uh, Suraqa bin Malik, who was not a Muslim at that time, he find, found out some know, uh, uh, know about Rasulullah from somebody, and uh, he snuck out in a way that he did not want anybody else to know that he is going after Rasulullah And he went in the direction where he found out the news that they are, they are heading in that direction. And now he is heading uh, towards Rasulullah and Abu Bakr Siddiq. And while he was heading on, on his horse, he was a famous horseman, as a matter of fact. And now, uh, while he was getting closer to Rasulullah, the, the feet of the horse sank into the sand. Now, as the kuffar had so many these kind of a bad omen kind of a mentality in their head. He thought of it as a bad omen, let's see. So they used to draw, uh, the, uh, draw the uh, draws. So he uh, threw the arrows to see if he should follow or not. And he came out in, the, uh, in a way that he should not. But the bounty was too big. So he did not care what the arrows were saying. He still wanted to follow Rasulullah Second time he started, and again the feet sank. And now he got closer to Rasulullah and Abu Bakr even saw that Suraqa is coming on the way towards Rasulullah And he said in a concerning way to Rasulullah And Rasulullah said, That don't be scared, don't, don't be sad. Allah is with us. And the third time he came and again the feet of the, uh, the horse uh, sank into the, the sand. Now he realized that something is Muhammad is doing. He thought of that way. It's from Allah Azza wa of course. But now he has started asking for forgiveness from Rasulullah. And Rasulullah said, Okay, as long as you go back on your route and do not let anybody else follow in that direction. Now, he wanted some guarantee also that nothing happens to him. Rasulullah said, How about the siwar kisra? The bracelets of the kisra. And those bracelets were famous. Kisra was the king of Persia. Subhanallah. Now Rasulullah the life is in danger. The Meccans were after him. And uh, the situation of the Muslims were pretty bleak when they migrated from Mecca to Medina. And at that situation, Rasulullah is promising what? The, the bracelet of the Persian, emperor, Persian king, which is a sign of the Muslims will take over Persia. And this is why the Suraqa bin Malik his response was that he was surprised. Do you mean the Kisra bin Hormuz? And Rasulullah said, yes, Kisra bin Hormuz, to make it very clear which Kisra Rasulullah was talking about. Now, he wanted her to be written. So Rasulullah commanded Amr ibn Fuhira to write it down. He wrote it down, a kitab, a book for him, book, yani, uh, some paperwork or whatever it was, it was given to him. Now, Suraqa, even though he was not a Muslim, he kept this to himself. He, he believed in Rasulullah from that angle that he does not lie. Even a kafir at that time, he believed whatever Rasulullah is saying is going to happen. And now he kept it, and he kept it for a long period of time, almost two decades or so. 
And later on, when Persia was open, in the time of Umar al-Khattab, Umar al-Khattab made sure that Suraqa bin Malik gets it because Suraqa had the letter kitab with him. And not only that, he made him wear the sesiwar, the bracelet, and the, uh, the crown of the Kisra uh, bin Hormuz to show, look, that Bedouin can wear the stuff that the king was wearing. Now, Suraqa bin Malik, radiallahu anhu, he did not feel comfortable in it. He said, if Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam was not given this, I cannot wear this. And he took it off and gave it as a, cha- a sadaqah among the people. But he wanted to see that dream is fulfilled, or the, the, uh, the prophecy of Muhammad is fulfilled. As a matter of fact, one of the reports talk about that, that uh, Suraqa bin Malik was very sick at one point, to the point his family members were preparing for his funeral. And at that time, Persia was not open yet. And he was unconscious, he came into consciousness, he says, what's going on? The family member said they were preparing for his, his funeral. He said, I'm not going to die. Subhanallah. He had full conviction like this. He said, he's not going to die. Why? Because he said, the prophecy that Muhammad made has not fulfilled yet. The siwar of the kisra has not been given to him yet. The Persia has not been opened yet. This is the mentality of the Sahaba. This was the mentality of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This is called a victorious mentality and you move with the wahi of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with this conviction that whatever Allah has revealed that must be true. And it is going to happen Allah has revealed. And similar thing that we can see in the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as well when uh, he migrated to Medina and the Meccans attacked the Medina. Not only the Meccans. Now this time, they gathered many other tribes around them. This is why the battle is called Ghazwatul Ahzab. Ahzab means the parties. Different tribes, different groups, different clans. They all gathered. And it was a conspiracy by the Yahud to gather them. And there was an army of about 10,000 soldiers. They surrounded Medina now. Prior to this, when the news reached Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he consulted the Sahaba, and one of the Sahaba of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, a great Sahabi, Salman Farsi, radiallahu an, the one who was from Faris, and he was aware of one of the strategies of war to dig up the trenches. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam accepted his uh, strategy, and they, dug up, they started digging up the trenches. And the first person who started digging up was Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He's the one who hit the first, uh, first hit to dig up the trenches. And Ali radiallahu anhu was the one who started taking the sand and throwing it out. This is the same Ali radiallahu anhu according to the Islamic calendar, the Ramadan 21st on which Ali radiallahu anhu was martyred. He was martyred in the month of Ramadan on 21st of Ramadan. Just to remember that. Now, this continued on. Sahaba started digging up the trenches and the armies of the Kuffar are reaching towards Medina. Now, there was a big rock came while they were digging up the holes. And while they were digging up the holes, they could not break that big giant rock. So now, they went to Rasulullah wasallam and they asked Rasulullah wasallam to help them. And Rasulullah wasallam he struck that rock the first time with, uh, uh, with a spade or the thing that you make the holes with in the, in the ground. And uh, 
a spark came out of it. And Rasulullah wasallam, his response was, that for, uh, his response was, Allahu Akbar, Utaytu mafatih al-sham, Wallahi inni la ubsiru qusuraha la humra sa'ah. That he said, that, uh, he said, Allahu Akbar, Allah is great. The keys of the sham, sham was the, uh, the, the place where the Byzantine Empire was. The Romans were ruling there. And uh, <coughs> the keys of the sham was given to me. And he said that he can see the palaces, the red palaces. And then the second time he struck the rock again. And the second third of the rock was smashed. And he said again, Allahu Akbar. He said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given me the keys of the Persian. And can, the, 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 the palaces of the Madain, the white palaces, were shown to him. And then, Abu Subhanallah. And then there was a third strike. He said that the keys of the Yemen have been given to Rasulullah. No, this is a situation when we're talking about Ahzab. They were going to be attacked by 10,000 strong army. That was sufficient at that time for the Muslims to be wiped out from Medina completely. That was enough. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam and the Sahaba going through a very difficult time. They were very hungry. They did not eat for days. One of the report talks about that Rasulullah sallallahu had one Sahabi came to Rasulullah sallallahu and showing his stomach because of the hardship they're going through. That he has a stone, one stone wrapped around his stomach because they did not have enough food to take care of the pain that stomach causes without food. So Rasulullah uncovered his own stomach and showed him there were two stones tied to Rasulullah's own stomach there. And this is the sign of a true leader. That he knows what the people, the subject under him are going through. He knows more than them even. And that's what Muhammad showed us in his life. But the point here is, it was tough from that perspective. The weather was bad. It was very windy. It was dark night even at one point. And during the Ahzab, there was one point came that Rasulullah wasallam he was asking the Sahaba that he wants somebody to go and get the news from the camps of the Kuffar. And among the Sahaba, you have Abu Bakr, Umar, Ali, Uthman. None of the Sahaba moved forward because the situation was so tough. Rasulullah had to appoint a Sahabi for that now because that was volunteer. But then Rasulullah appointed the Sahabi to get the news. That was the toughest time for the Sahaba. One of the toughest times. And that time Rasulullah is saying what? He's giving the glad tidings of the Sham will be given to you. The Persia will be given to you. The Yemen will be given to you. Subhanallah. That's called the real, true, victorious mentality. And Sahaba were moved by that. Yes, Rasulullah was given this news by the Wahi from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yes, that's enough for Rasulullah. But the Sahaba, they're just getting from Rasulullah this news. Isn't that we have the same wahi that revealed Rasulullah today? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, That we have revealed this zikr, this book, this Quran, and the explanation of the Quran, the Sunnah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. 
This is all part of the dhikr. This is all part of the wahi. Allah has taken the responsibility that Allah will be protected. So it is protected. So it's the same wahi in front of us as well. That was revealed to the sahaba. And sahaba believed in that. Believed to the point that they were moved by these, these words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So why is it now that we are moved by the same wahi? We really have to dig up, dig, 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 dig deep down in ourselves. Think of it. This month of Ramadan that we all talk about, Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu, kutiba alaykum usiyam, kama kutiba ala ladheena min qablikum, la'allakum tattaqoon. Allah has prescribed fasting in the month of Ramadan the way He prescribed to the previous nations. So what? For, for what? لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ So you have the taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So you act according to the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Taqwa is what? So when you are walking, you make sure that you are not stuck by the thorns. This is a definition as Ka'b bin Malik gave to, Ubay bin Ka'b gave it to Umar bin Khattar radiallahu Which means that we act as Allah has commanded. And we avoid the prohibitions of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's what the taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is. Yes, sometimes we think of it, oh, this is different than Muhammad was among the Sahaba. Yes, this is different, I understand, I can, I can see, see that. But that's for the ones who believe in Muhammad They were people who did not believe in Muhammad who did not believe in the Wahy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But we are the ones who say we believe. We are the ones who say we believe in Allah. We are the ones who say we believe in the Quran from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We are the ones who say we believe in Muhammad if we say we believe, it means whatever Allah has sent down to us, there should be enough for us to be moving. There should be enough for us to act as Allah has commanded to us. That's the thing that we should get out of this month of Ramadan. That we want to be the ones who are moved by the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We are the ones who abstain in action where we find out Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not want from us. As Miqdad once, once he was sitting and somebody passed by him, and he was praising the eyes of Miqdad, the one who saw Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Upon that, Miqdad got angry at him. Miqdad got angry. And the person was surprised. Why, Miqdad, you're getting angry at this? And Miqdad said, you don't know that what happened in the time of Rasulullah sallallahu There were people, yes, who believed in Allah, but there were people who did not. Do you want to be in a place where you have to make a choice? There were people who know that their own parents, because they rejected Muhammad sallam, they will end up in the hellfire. Don't curse the time. Because Allah has placed us in a time that is the most appropriate for us. This decision is made by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The place and the time where we are at, Allah is the one who placed us here. Allah is the one who placed us in a family. We, we, we were born in a certain family. We were born in a certain time. It's Allah's decision. So definitely that is the right time for us. So let's not think of it. We, will be, we would have been moved if we were among the Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah knew the best about us, that this is the time for us to be in, and Allah made us come to this world during this time. So when we read this ayah, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, لَقَدْ كَانَ لَكُمْ فِي رَسُولُ اللَّهِ أُسْوَةٌ حَسَنًا لِمَنْ كَانَ يَرْجُوا اللَّهَ وَالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرَةِ وَذَكَرَ اللَّهَ كَثِيرًا That's what we should remember. That yes, there is a best example in the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. For whom? The one who believe in Allah. The one who believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The one who believe in the day of judgment. The one who remember Allah azza wa jal. And not only that, this ayah was revealed in, during the time of Ahzab. The same incident I was talking about. 
And the following ayah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala وَلَمَّ رَأَى الْمُؤْمِنُونَ الْأَحْزَابَكَ قَالُوا هَذَا مَا وَعَدْنَ اللَّهُ وَرَسُولُهُ وَصَدَقَ اللَّهُ وَرَسُولُهُ وَمَا زَادَهُمْ إِلَّا إِمَانًا وَتَسْلِيمًا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said that when the believers at that time when they saw those armies of the ahzab, different groups, different parties, different tribes they're reaching them, they said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has fulfilled, Allah and His Messenger fulfilled their promise and Allah and the Messenger are the truthful ones. They testified, testified for that. And this difficult time did not do anything but increase the iman and the submission of those believers. The hardship did not deter them away to do the right thing. The hardship did not deter them away to compromise in the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's the message that we should keep out, take out of this. And think of it. The deen that we have given to, Allah has promised that this deen will prevail. And this deen will prevail as it was prevailed in the time of Rasulullah The example of the Sham, the example of Persia, the example of Yemen that was fulfilled in the life of Muhammad the Yemen was open. The Sham was started to be open in the time of Abu Bakr and completed in the time of Umar. And the Persia was open in the time of, uh, the time of uh, Umar al-Khattab as well. So those promises from Allah will always be fulfilled. We know that in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who does not who always fulfills his, his, his promises. He does not change it. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah An-Nur. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that Wadallahu Ladina Amanu Minkum Wamilu Salihati Layastahlifanahum filad Kamastahlafal Ladina min Kablihim وَلَا يُمَكِّنَنَّ لَهُمْ دِينَهُمْ الَّذِي أَرْتَدَى لَهُمْ وَلَا يُبَدَّلَّنَّهُمْ مِنْ بَعْدِ خَوْفِهِمْ أَمْنًا يَعْبُدُونَنِي لَا يُشْرِكُونَ بِشَيْئًا وَمَنْ كَفَرَ بَعْدَ ذَلِكَ فَأُولَئِكَ هُمُ الْفَاسِقُونَ In this ayah, Allah Azza wa Jal has made the promise to the believers who do the righteous deeds that Allah will give them the authority on the face of the earth like He gave to the previous people. Aren't we the one who believe in Allah? Aren't we the one who believe in the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Who believe in Rasulullah being the messenger of Allah? And this is from the book of Allah azza wa jal. So we should be motivated more and more to understand that this promise of Allah will be fulfilled again. Let's be part of this promise. Let's be part of the promise. If we don't choose to be part of this promise, Allah will bring people who will. أقول قولي هذا واستغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين واستغفره إنه غفور رحيم. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran tafsir, and Sirah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe. Share and tell a friend about IslamPodcast.com.